0: An absolute insane weekend of sports. Football, soccer, college football. Just an incredible weekend of sports. I mean, it, it was it was a, the comeback weekend. We were just talking about Newman. Uh, how many comebacks were there? The Vikings game,
1: um Jaguars game, uh the, the the Jets um Lions game had was was back and forth the whole time. Uh Cincy I mean, yeah. France, yeah.
0: Listen. even though yeah, they didn't complete I mean, the comeback, like everyone thought that game was over when Argentina went up 2-0. Yep. It was incredible. Welcome to Sports Cap Radio, everybody. Uh, I'm your host, Drew Forbes. Today, we got joining us Newman and Derek, and we got a good show for you. Uh, we're going to be obviously talking about last weekend of football, uh, talk about some other sports, including soccer. Uh, We're going to do Shower Thoughts, and then we're also going to do... We're going to finish off the episode with Factor Cap. So let's just get this started with a game that literally almost killed me. (laughs) The Minnesota Vikings. 1,548 in one and one. That's the records of teams (laughs) that have gone into halftime leading by over 30 points in, in NFL history. 1,548, one and one. You got to hand it to Matt Ryan. He's really, I don't think he's a Hall of Fame, I don't think he has a Hall of Fame resume, but he does do one thing
1: really fucking well. Shit the bed. He can blow a lead. He can blow a lead. First quarterback ever in NFL history with two 25-point uh or up 25 points that that uh allowed the the his opponent to come back and, and beat him.
0: He literally has the largest um playoff, it's not even just Super Bowl, largest playoff comeback loss and the largest uh now the largest regular season uh comeback loss. So, he's the king it's almost of like the guys the- ever
2: rated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I was always uh, uh Matt Ryan is a is an okay but not not great quarterback kind of thing. But um, yeah, we watched. There were some Boston, people that were really on that. When we watched him at Boston
0: College, he was just never special. Like, didn't do anything incredible. He's just one of those guys that he had an arm and he's prototypical size. Um, and people kind of got incensed with them. But yeah, so my my uh, my pre shower thought segment is. Um, so the last, the last largest regular season comeback was Kirk Cousins, The literally the you like that game versus the Bucks. He was down like 23 points or something like that. Um, so Kirk Cousins is apparently the king of comebacks. I was thinking, does God love Kirk Cousins or does he just fucking hate Matt Ryan?
2: <laughs> I mean, he probably finds Kirk Cousins awkward. He's like, even, even God's like, all right, this is a little bit much. Yeah. Maybe he's uh, afraid yeah. of
1: Kirk Cousins.
2: <laughs> he gets weirded out. It's weird, yeah. He's like maybe I'll just give him what he wants and it'll be easier. Like I don't I don't want to have the conversation with this guy.
0: Yep. And and when the day finally comes and he dies and he's like, "Oh, we got to let this guy in here now."
2: Oh. Yeah, he's going to be like sequestered to the awkward corner of heaven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Matt Ryan, um Dude, I mean, what what lives on more? The Super Bowl loss or this? Because I know the Super Bowl loss is just it's it's the most famous loss maybe of all time of like maybe right. any sport. But this is like this is next level, dude. Like thirty three points. Patrick Peterson apparently in the locker room said said to the team and and now he's trying to act like it, it wasn't a joke, but he goes, All we need is five touchdowns. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw that, and, and Kirk Cousins like, yeah. At first, I thought he was sarcastic. I was like, <laughs> he was for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still think the Super Bowl one's worse just because of the stage, and mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of people who who probably only watch the Super Bowl who like know that that happened, and probably didn't even like you know the game on Saturday wasn't even on their radar. Uh, I still think just because of the stage like, that that's the worst one, but man,
1: it, it was embarrassing to see. Yeah, I mean, it, it's in all honesty, it's not really his fault, but right. he is the common denominator. Yeah. So there's that. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. Neither one was Matt Ryan's fault. I mean, even in the Super Bowl, play calling like was just reckless. But yeah, you're the quarterback. You're going to get most of the the the, the attention either way. You, you know, we know how that position it goes, mm-hmm. and just to be associated, linked to both of them. I mean, that that's the story, period.
0: Newman, explain how this game relates to Frank Reich. Is,
1: yeah, is, so is, Frank- is the ghost of Frank Reich haunting the Colts? I, I think so. So, um, obviously, Frank Reich uh, was the coach of the Colts this year. Um, but prior to that, he actually had the record for the largest comeback in NFL history uh, of 32 points, which the Houston Oilers... Uh, had a 32-point lead when he was the quarterback for the Bills. He was actually the backup to Jim Kelly, but he was in the game because of like injuries and stuff like that and winds up leading the comeback, and they actually come back and, and win the game uh, down 32 points. Now, the team that fires him then suffers the now largest defeat ever of 33 points. So, yeah, I think Frank Reich is actually haunting the Colts.
2: So, I love, too, like, it comes off the back of just the smugness of everybody associated with Indy after, you know, they got a lot of well-justified heat for the whole Jeff Saturday hire. And after he wins his first game, they're like, oh, I guess it wasn't that bad, was it? And then to have this happen is just, I just love it. Like, maybe take a pump, you know, pump the brakes in your victory lap after one game.
1: Yeah, or say, does, he it, have to change his, does he have to change
2: his name now? Yeah, you, you can't be Jeff Saturday anymore. You just get... Embarrassed like that on Saturday, you're, you're you're Jeff like Thursday from now on. No
0: Thursdays are great. I'll defend Thursdays. <laughs> Thursday is a good day. Thursdays like the pre, it's like pre-come for Friday. Jeff Jeff Monday. <laughs> no, yeah. Tu- I, see, Mondays are, are are the most stereotypical. I think he's got to be Jeff Tuesday for me. Tuesday is the worst day of the week because Monday down. Monday you've already accepted Monday you've already accepted that it's gonna suck, right? So I you think you prepared yourself, but Tuesday you just realize. You all of a sudden wake so up far. at noon on Tuesday and you're sitting at your desk looking at memes and you realize holy fuck I still got four more days pretty much yeah right. he's yeah. he's Jeff Tuesday for sure and Jeff and I, I I just gotta walk you guys through my my day I'm sitting at Brandon's house around the pool that game just escalated so fucking quickly and my immediate thought is just stop watching you fucking idiot why are you watching this? Why are you watching this? But I kept watching and I was saying that I don't know what it is when my when my team, especially the Vikings, are losing, I get I get into like full blown cuck mode where it's mm-hmm. where, where it's like You I, can't look away. I wanna I wanna want keep watching and it's You're it's, a masochist.
1: You're a masochist, man. No,
0: yeah, I, I might be a masochist or I, I just especially with this team because <clears throat> gosh, I've seen a lot of Vikings fans that suddenly believe that the Vikings can do something this year, (laughs) conveniently (laughs) forgetting the fact that we gave up 30 points to Matt fucking Ryan in the first half of the game. Um, So I still don't believe in this team, but how incredible. And if there was a team to make an improbable run, like all I'm saying is the Vikings do feel like they almost have like a little bit of like the Giants magic. Where they're like the Giants, both the Super Bowl teams, they weren't good, but they just had like a weird. So I'm yelling, still I'm still completely out right on the Vikings. I'm still completely on the Vikings. I think we we probably win the first game just just because of how bad the bottom half of the the NFC playoffs uh, projects to be. But I, 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 this team's going to get blown out by either the Cowboys or the Eagles or the 49ers. The, the Vikings can't beat uh, yeah. in, any of those teams.
2: I was playing softball tournament all, all day Saturday. So like I was like checking in on scores because you know I had Kirk Cousins going in fantasy. Mm-hmm. And after the first half, I was like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm glad it's done on Saturday. It's not gonna be a stressful week at all. And then like every time I would get in the dugout, I'd have a new push notification. Like these threw a touchdown. I was like, <laughs> What the fuck is going on? And I go back in and there's another push notification, I'm like, oh, it has to be the same one. And I like go and expand it. I'm like, no, there's like five touchdowns here. Like, what the fuck is going on?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. so, so- I showed up and, and and asked Drew about you know what you thought about the game, how it was going, and you know he laid it out. You're like, it's it's almost like a good thing because like it'll teach all the delusional Vikings fans not like yeah. not to completely believe in this team when you get now blown out by a by a by a Colts <laughs> team, right? Um, and then he starts talking shit about KJ Osborne, and then KJ Osborne scores a touchdown, and then he scores another touchdown, and best game of like, his well. career by far,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> K- KJ Osborne just all of a sudden turned it on after I started talking shit about him because I was a big KJ fan I loved him when he played for Miami um, and and I loved, I loved the draft pick he just hasn't done shit and good yeah. if I have to talk shit about my team every single see my dad will get like mad at me like oh quit 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 with the negative vibes and I'm like fuck that shit <laughs> that's not how this works I, I, in fact, the the, the more shit I they talk can about, hear my you, team, you're gonna get them, You're gonna like ruin their confidence. Exactly. <laughs> now, my my, my dad's just like, uh, oh, we gotta gotta keep things light. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk yeah. about this. Uh, probably, maybe even the crazier game of last weekend, which is this this Patriots game. Uh, so just we'll go we'll go from fan to fan, uh, Vikings fan to Patriots fan. What, walk us through your thoughts in the last, like, four minutes of that game, Derek.
2: So, all of a sudden, you know, the defense starts playing well. I don't know if you – did you watch the game? that Kyle Duggar jumps that out route. Yeah. He's playing in the slot, safety rolled down, uh, or nickel corner rolled down, kind of off the line five yards. And for whatever reason, he got some cue in the pre-snap, and he knew the, the throw it was going to be a little throw to Devontae Adams at the line of scrimmage. And he – on, like, before the snap, started walking into it and just fired and intercepts it to the house. Like, I've never seen somebody jump something so clean. That, that's that's Palomalu level. It was ridiculous. He started, like, walking yeah. into it. He's like, he knew the play was coming, like, 100%, caught the ball and then caught it, which, you know, for DB is, is you know,
1: impressive enough.
2: They were probably, um, so, um, they,
1: they probably had some film on it from, uh, yep. from the sideline. Yeah, some, call. some
2: cue. He was all over. Um, you know, so the momentum, they start getting the momentum back. Um, the, the Raiders start to drive down after New England gets a two-point conversion, goes up. And I'm I'm still, like, at the time, trying to, like, rationalize what happened. I'm not a big blame-the-refs guy. There's a million plays during the course of a football game that lead to the outcome. But I don't know how they reviewed that play and came to the conclusion that they came to. So So I'm still like
1: talking about you're talking about the Keelan Cole touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where the the entire ball of his foot forward is out of bounds.
2: (laughs) Uh, It just was like it it makes no sense. So I'm still trying to like justify that, like trying to see a better angle. Like I'm on Twitter and stuff. And then I just see Jacoby Myers turn and chuck the ball halfway across the field. And I'm thinking the scores tied. Like, what are we doing? Why are we trying to win it on this play? And then Chandler Jones and Mac Jones are the only people around. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And then Mac Jones gets, you know, fucking T-shirt pressed into the field. And, and then Chandler Jones scores. And I was just, I'm was i still like, it's the biggest swing ever. Game should have, like, it should have already been over at that point. It was going to be fourth and long.
0: And then they just literally gave the game away. T- Jacoby Myers, like, he, so he's already come out and made comments about that, like, what the fuck were you thinking, dude? Like he goes, I saw Mac Jones open, so you saw the slowest guy hypothetically on, on the team. field, and you decide to throw
2: on your own like forty. Like you thought Mac Jones is going to run sixty yards past the entire
0: defense. Like what, what was that? It was like a twenty-five yard pass. It wasn't even like short. When all right, so when when what's his name? Your the Stevenson when he first lateraled it. I was like, okay, wow, that's cool. That that that's that's it. Almost worked.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 run up. Maybe you get you know get outside the coverage and you break the, and get, find the sideline. You get the sideline, whatever. Still not the smartest play ever, but at least you know low risk. There, there was a three yard pitch, and then Jacoby hucks up a thirty yard
1: pass. Of like, what is going on? <laughs> Wild well tied. just literally tied made tied. no it, sense. It's not. Yeah, he was trying maybe to flip so the field, man
2: yeah just go to just go to overtime and then mac jones with like i guess that was supposed to be a tackle i don't know he was know.
1: prepared he was in in good form and then just absolutely did nothing after that and it had to
2: be chandler jones too like it had to right. be chandler jones yeah like
1: <laughs> dude mac
0: jones is regressing horribly no, i mean he's terrible his body
2: language sucks He he's like dirty weirdly dirty for a quarterback uh i just i'm,
0: I'm completely out on mac jones. he seems like a guy that grew up in jacksonville um, yeah, thir- his his stats for this game: thirteen for thirty one, one hundred and twelve yards. This is against the
1: Raiders defense, guys. It's bad. The Raiders are I, fucking horrible. But, I think he's one of, if not the worst. He he might be the worst starter in the NFL.
0: Is is he really this bad though, or is the offensive direction of the of the Pat? Well, I, I will so say Matt bad. Patricia
2: is atrocious. Yeah. So what do you no know favors. about the? Ra- so so we've talked about it all year about the Raiders. You know. Whoever plays the Raiders tight end is tight end four on the season. Um, they are, are just awful against tight ends. New England spent a boatload of money on two tight ends and can't find a mismatch against the the, the worst team in the league against tight ends. Like how the offensive direction is terrible. It's, it's inside run, outside run, throw the ball short of the sticks, punt. Like that's that's the Patriots offense.
1: And that's very anti Bill Belichick, right? Like Bel- Belichick is always let's attack where they're weak. Right, um, yep. and continually attack that, and take advantage of any any of our opponents' weaknesses that they show on film. And they're just not doing it. I said at the beginning of the season, I didn't like the fact that they were doing this whole stupid Joe Judge Matt Patricia thing. And I, I mean, I I think because of that, they may have cost Mac Jones uh, the potential of being a good quarterback. But um, yeah, this is whatever yeah, you they're make doing. The
2: joke, you're like, oh, it's not rocket science because like Matt Patricia, probably would be better at the solution if it was rocket science. <laughs> Right. Like he's a fucking, he's just he has no feel for the offense.
0: So su- I do such a frustrating loss for for Bill Belichick, obviously, and it just seems like the guy is just, uh, just the game is passing by in a lot of ways. But I, I, my, my, my shower thought about this game is who does Bill Belichick like vent to when things like this happen? Because I, I know he's a really buttoned up guy, but after a loss like that. Like jeez,
1: even, like a, even as a
2: John fan, John Bon Jovi and just like vents <laughs> about the football game.
1: Does he call it? boomer? I'm pretty sure it's the dog. I'm pretty sure he t- just talks to the dog. Yeah. <laughs> and by the dog
2: you mean you mean Steve, right? The one that's drooling in the corner staring at him.
1: <laughs> no, I mean the dog that that's famous for dr- for yeah, all the draft no, day know. footage. He definitely <laughs> he has no friends. That he intentionally plants there. He knew that dog was there. He knew where the camera was. That was a plant.
0: He's, he, in, in in his in his like wife slash girlfriend, she seems like one of those like soulless cougars who you can't actually talk to, and she's just kind of there. So like, I always wonder like, who does Bill Belichick talk to about his problems? <laughs> yeah. The, the thing that, that like,
2: bothers me the most about it is just all the mistakes that they've made this year, and, and, and like in that game, all the little mistakes are the, like those are the ways that New England beats people, right. and now they're the mm-hmm. ones making those mistakes. Like a Bill Belichick team tried throwing right. a thirty-yard pitch to the quarterback. Yeah. In a tied game. Yeah. Like what? Like that? Just it just doesn't. He. I, I think it's it to me. Like, what's the next chapter? Like, let's 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 stop. You know, sleepwalking through the middle of of the standings. Like, let's just go start that next chapter because we're like slowly walking into
0: it. I think what we're seeing this year is some really good coaches, who. Maybe they're done. Maybe they need to just leave and go to another place. Um, and I think the three coaches that I'm specifically referring to at this point are the Patriots, Mike Tomlin with the Steelers. Like, you can't convince me that Mike Tomlin doesn't still have a great career ahead of him with another team. But I don't think it's with the Steelers anymore. Like, you know, they squeaked past the Panthers this week. Who cares? Like, the the frustrations of, of with Mike Tomlin this year are... Honestly, they're they're realistic, and and it's just it's just like with the Eagles. You ask any Eagles fan about the Andy Reid leaving, like, did they miss him? Yeah, they won a Super Bowl and they're in a great spot now. Andy Reid's in a great spot now. Like, sometimes the tenure just gets too long. And the other guy that I'm starting to think might be in that category, and this is gonna blow your mind because I i I'm, I'm a guy that always toots his horn is John Harbaugh with the Ravens, like. I, I, I don't know. It's just you know the Ravens. The Ravens are nine and five, but like
2: I don't know. And it's teams who, who aren't who have like seem to have like lost their 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 like their, their DNA, like their their fingerprint on on what they do. It's you know the Ravens play hard defense and they always find a way to game plan <laughs> it, and they're good on special teams because that's Harbaugh's background, and they've been terrible in all phases. Yep. And then you look at like New England, and they're like not doing the little things. They don't seem very well prepared. And I agree 100 percent and same thing with the Steelers like they're not a very sound defensive football team despite having defensive talent and I, I think yeah, I think you've nailed it I think all three people could use either a change of scenery or, or maybe you know what's what's life for football look like?
1: right they all they all need an offensive infusion of creative thinking because what they're doing now on offense is not working. All three of those teams.
2: That's, that's an interesting thought. Are there like, who who are the big like defensive coaches, the guys who are known for defense, who are being who have been really successful lately? It seems like this current wave, the current like NFL that we're in, it's a lot of offensive minds kind of at the top.
1: Well, I mean, I think that you can point to some of the Vic Fangio offense, right? So like Brandon Staley um, had success as defensive coach there with the Rams, and then obviously gets the the Chargers job. Chargers are start of starting to kind of coalesce a little bit you're not on the pot Um, enough this
2: is this is the anti brendan Staley space yeah
1: they're starting they're (laughs) starting to coalesce a little bit and then the team that they beat uh yesterday the Titans I think that they do a pretty good job defensively right so you can look at what Vrabel's got and then if you look at the Jets defense obviously with Salah and you look at um what D'Amico Ryans is doing out in San Francisco those are all you know that's that defense is 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 kind of working and it and it's being successful. But I think if you look at most of the potential coaching candidates that we're looking at coordinator wise, most of them are defensive this year, right?
2: Yeah. It I'm seems t- like the so, balance is, 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 is shifting away.
1: I'm telling away you away from I, defense I, or away from offense.
2: Yeah. I, I say away from defense. It seems like the, the young head coaches that are doing well, the, the you know, the Zach Taylors, um, the, the, Kyle Shanahan's like, those are guys who are, are more offensively inclined.
0: It's all Shanahan too. <laughs> In the end, it's all coming from Shanahan. Shanahan's genius is like, this year, um, especially, like this, this is, this is all of Kyle Shanahan's like, entire life's work just being, being put to the test. Like what he's done with the 49ers this year. Like, I personally think at this point, if Jalen Hurts has truly hurt, um, I, I think the 49ers are, are the NFC Super Bowl team. I really do. And, and it's crazy how it literally doesn't matter who they start at quarterback. And what team can you ever say that about? It's, it's, it's fucking wild. Shanahan and all these guys, they're all distant Shanahan. You know, McVay, by extension, is is somewhat a product of Shanahan's system because they're all from the original Shanahan. So, right. um, yeah, it's, it is it is crazy, though. And it, it's true that the offensive minds are taking over, but I'm telling you, uh, on the
1: same note as the 49ers, D'Amico Ryans is going to be a hell of a coach in the league. I'm telling yeah, you. for sure. I- I don't. I don't think it's entirely Shanahan, though, right? Like, so Andy Reid obviously with Doug Peterson and what Jacksonville's done on their turnaround, right? So he's a, a product of Andy Reid. Uh, Brian Dable up in um, Buffalo is the an Andy Reid disciple, as well as, or I'm sorry, Brian Dable for the Giants is an Andy Reid disciple, but also he worked for Belichick and then um, Sh- Sean McDermott in Buffalo. Uh, what did an Dable do for Reid? Was he like a quarterback <clears throat> coach? Um, he was on the coaching staff even before he was ever with um the Patriots or with Nick Saban and stuff. So say, I was
2: say, I gotta count Dable in the Belichick tree so it's not so
1: depressing. <laughs> I mean he, so that's the thing, like he, he touches this. he touches both trees, right? So yeah. I don't know if he branches off both ways, but anyway. Um but he's also probably the only successful offensive coach we've seen from uh that, that sprouted off of the Belichick tree, given okay, what, he's not, a what Daniels coach. is just failing to like, do.
2: I'm stretching by counting him <laughs> off that tree. He's he was like a tight end coach in New England. <laughs>
1: no, he's <the> offensive
2: <laughs> he, coordinator. He, he coached point. Rob Gronkowski. I don't think that's a very hard job. <clears throat> he was offense coordinator at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But after after um, Siriani and um I I always forget his name, the coach for the coach for the Bengals. Uh, Zach, Zach Taylor. Taylor. After seeing both their success, I'm now just one hundred percent stop the retreads. Like a lot of people are 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 Hall learned about Sean Payton. Don't do it. The guy had yep. Drew Brees for over a decade. One, yeah, I, one saw, uh, I
2: saw Caldwell wants to coach again. It's like, no. Yeah, no. Like, no.
0: <laughs> like I, I'm I'm totally team Jim Caldwell got a bad rep with the Colts, but I'm also a team he didn't do anything with Peyton Manning. You know, it's just, I. you can't. The retreads need to stop. They, they, they absolutely need to stop. Like, how yeah, people they, can just disappear for a year. Now, Doug Peterson, I think, is a different story because he's barely a retread. Like he just got his head coaching job with the Eagles, like what, like seven years ago? It wasn't even that long ago that he be- yeah. first became a head coach. So, but yeah, these old old guards, I, I'm just I'm done with them. Like like what what was Houston thinking this year? And it's it, it's it's crazy. I, I think I think after you see O'Connell, especially Mike McDaniel's. Mike McDaniel's is so inexperienced. Look at the guy's record. He ha- he's very very inexperienced as a coordinator. Same with O'Connell. Like it is the new young guy, young smart guys. It's a, it's a it's a young innovators league.
1: Absolutely. Uh, one more thing before we move off the uh, the Patriots, uh, you know the event here. One uh one I want to give mad props to Jacoby uh for owning it after the fact in the interview. But I I got to know where where does this rank in terms of all time bloopers like. I heard some people saying that this is worse than the butt fumble and I mean if we think about the butt fumble it didn't completely end the game, right? So you still got tackled I, by ass cheeks.
2: Yeah, I don't <laughs> think the butt fumble I think it's so blown out of proportion just cuz it has like a good name. <laughs> like guys running to guys all the fucking time. Like I I, I you you can't be in the trenches out running into an offensive lineman. Uh this is just an insane like it's that those there's like invasive thoughts that you get and you're just like yeah that sounds good and you just go with it it's, like, it's just it's it's crazy
1: yeah i so can number one number one blooper i mean it's gonna be not top 10 for a long time i, I, I think DSPN. the only
2: thing in the ballpark mm-hmm. is like the romo fumble uh on the on the on the field goal the field or the goal. extra point yeah. hold or whatever yeah. it was I, I think that's probably in the same ballpark um and then you started talking about like, you know, referee stuff, like, you know, the, the fail Mary, stuff like that. But it's, it's, it's bad, bad.
0: Yeah. Speaking of refs, it was a horrendous weekend of, of reffing across the league. Um, snow game in Buffalo. Really, really cool game. By the way, classic, just classic NFL. Horrific refing. Vikings game. Largest comeback in history. The Vikings got two. Not one, two defensive touchdowns called back that had no business being called back. So the Vikings got railed. The Dolphins got railed. um, the, the, The Chiefs got railed, I heard. The Patriots got railed. Uh, it's hard to actually even
2: At the that last play of the Redskins game. Well, the yes. last oh like, my three God. plays. Yeah, Curtis the, the, Samuel the, the, was fucking ridiculous. legal formation call, which I mean, the guy pointed. I get the confusion. Checked 100%. with the ref
1: twice. He and checked the with ref, the ref And the ref twice.
2: pointed like to me. I mean, that, that looks like yeah, you're on the line. And then no pass interference in that cut. He he interfered yeah. with him, like three different times.
1: <clears throat> yeah, but I know you there didn't... was also a really bad PI on a Jets uh on a Jets would be touchdown. Where the Lions player is literally like mugging the Jets, like he's he's like bear hugging him, and like they don't call it. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. The refs had a really bad weekend this weekend. Derek, I don't know if you saw it, but straight
0: up, the worst call of the entire weekend was in the Vikings game. Dude, the the ball comes out of this. Guys, guys, hands. He is standing so upright. He's got like perfect posture. Yeah, no, I saw
2: that. The ball is punched out immediately. There's Just like no at the feet, immediately.
0: Doubt. Like you have to be completely fucking blind. You being being in that stadium as as I've been a million times in my section, which is behind the end zone. I could have seen that clear as day. Like it's yeah the ref. Refs, refs are a problem this year they they really are yeah. and they've been they, they're always going to be problems refs are always going to be an issue and we're always going to complain about them but i feel like especially now and i think it's because the nfl does these special little we we want to make this a priority and they're constantly shifting their priorities and i think that that's part of it because the refs are are almost like i feel like they're kind of jumbled sometimes and they're like oh we gotta we gotta protect the quarterback but at some point you just gotta call a good a clean game, you know what I'm saying? And and I just and, and I think the, the the NFL initiatives kind of ruin it for them.
2: It's an it's an eighteen billion dollar league. And you know, obviously I'm gonna to touch on that Patriots one again just because I think this is it's a kind of an endemic problem. How was there not a better view of this that sideline there? Yeah. Like the camera technology that exists, mm-hmm. you have that, that that drone thing on wires trying to get in the fucking huddle with players, and you can't get the sideline doesn't move. The sideline always a sideline. It's a really important boundary, especially in the end zone. How is there not a, like why are we looking at like CCTV, like off of a fucking gas station quality camera is like what we're trying to determine this game with. Like there should be a fixed camera that just looks at the sideline.
0: Well, Derek, let's face it. Bill Belichick probably has a plant in the stadium that's, that's, he, that's just Bill Belichick
2: 100% had a better view of that play than what the
0: NFL was be. Bill Belichick needs to radio up to one of his three camera guys that yeah. are in the stands yeah. and just be like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed. Oh, Ed's got a good angle. He's coming down to the field. He's going to show you guys it. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, No. it's it's especially the goal line stuff. And you, you're like, you're looking, you know, we talk about you know, the World Cup going on at the same time. They can show you like a 3D CGI render of an offsides and like, and the NFL's like, well, it's, it's the sideline. Like I don't know. It's like no, they they don't move. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking thirty feet of territory. Have a have a camera
0: on it. It is crazy though, because even with the bad calls, like the NFL is, it's it's a shit show this year. It's it's crazy and it's sloppy, but it's good. It is yeah. must watch TV. I'm telling you that Vikings game. Dude, that, that that's 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 one of the craziest games I've ever watched in my entire life. Like it, it's it was yeah. just sloppy <clears throat> beauty. Just a beautiful mess.
1: It was, it was, and then it you was follow that up with a snow game that comes down to the wire, last second field goal there, like Josh Allen completely takes over um with his legs too, like just running over like one, he shouldn't be running over people that he is, but, but he's just so big and strong that he's able to freaking run over linebackers and defensive ends and stuff, and it's like, um, I don't know. He's, Josh, he's an absolute freak. Josh Allen is is the – I'm glad you brought him up. He's the perfect
0: example of how beautifully sloppy the NFL is, is this year because Josh Allen has been far from perfect this year. No, he, I think he leads not. the league in, in picks. Um, he, he just makes just errant fumbles and weird – Weird, horrible mistakes like, you know, fumbling in the end zone in the Vikings game and, and allowing the Vikings to score that touchdown. Like, but God And then and then he'll throw just these bullets downfield that have no business getting the receiver. He is he is like quintessential NFL right now. Just a beautiful disaster.
2: I, I remember watching a play where it was it was in the fourth quarter and they were driving down. And it looked, I swear, it looked like a design draw play. Uh, and I just thought to myself, I'm like, and he, he goes and he takes on the the it was either safety or linebacker, runs him over, picks up the two more yards. I'm like, man, he's really committed to having Cam Newton's career. Like he wants, yeah. like that's the career he wants. Like there's no, the, you can't, nobody's built to take the beating that he's voluntarily taking. Like he could easily slide and, and and you know give up a couple yards, but he's committed to this Cam Newton trajectory, and hopefully he wins the Super Bowl on it. Because I, I just don't know how long he's going to be able to play playing the way he's playing.
0: I think yeah. that Dable made a huge mistake in not going to the Bears, and I know that sounds crazy, but Justin Fields has the best, the best hope of being the next Josh Allen. Newman, you you saw that it got it ended up getting called back, but just Justin Fields on Sunday had this this run that was, it's one of the most beautiful running back runs I think I've ever seen. Spin moves, jukes. The guy is better in the open field than Lamar Jackson. He's yeah. he is fucking good, dude. And he becomes only the third quarterback in NFL history to rush for a thousand yards. And he did it almost laxadaisically this year, and missing
1: a game. And and they didn't even run him. Look at his stats. the yeah. first four games, they he didn't, didn't even, even run. run. Yeah, he didn't even run the beginning of the season. It's just he, he's so, a freak. so clustered. Where he's do you
2: so if that I saw I think it was Matthew Berry pose if that if that run counts. Where do you rank that as far as like all-time quarterback runs? Oh,
0: I mean, the only one that would be better is is the classic Michael Vick just chopping up the Vikings defense. The one that's where- the
2: that's the number one one that comes to mind. And yep. then the second one is like when Steve Young like stumbles for 10 yards into the end zone on the end of that tail end of that like long run. Um, those are the yeah. two that like come to mind as like the top running back quarterback runs.
0: Uh and also I'd also have to throw out John Elway helicopter, the uh, helicopter, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure,
2: that's a good one too. Or even the Michael Vick, I think it was against the Rams, where he like, com- like completely front flips and the hold, is holding the ball out yeah. the, over the pylon, like. But those yeah, I mean that, that's ones. up there with like those runs. Like it was, it was an incredible play, and you can pass too, man. He, he really, he's, he saw it in the pocket, and he is very like Lamar. Like he doesn't take the big hit. He gets down. He's elusive. He has a, that kind of like work done wiggle. Where you yeah. never really square him
0: up. He's so tough, too. He's so fucking tough. Yeah. I, I, I'm. I, Justin Field's stock is is higher than ever, and we'll we'll talk about it in, in an upcoming segment. But Viking or uh, <laughs> Newman, let's let's talk about this Bucks game. Yeah. Um
1: Seriously, what the fuck happened? And uh, I mean, they're up seventeen, nothing. Uh, they allow like a little field goal at the end of the half, and then they come out the second half. Uh, they got the ball and they run a fake punt from their own deep in their own zone uh but apparently giovanni bernard did not know that they were running a fake punt so when the ball snapped directly to him it basically goes over his head fumbles all right so now the bengals are set up with a short field they they wind up uh i think they get a field goal out of that um then the bucks get the ball back and uh i think then that's the tom brady first interception i don't know they wind up Literally having four consecutive drives after that, where Tom Brady turns the ball over inside their own zone and uh, give the Bengals a short field. The Bucks defense actually does plays it pretty well up until the end there, when the, when they're just on the field basically the entire, uh, literally the entire third quarter was played inside the Bucks territory, outside of the kickoffs.
0: Dude, the, the so so the fake punt. Imagine calling a fake punt where you don't have a special conversation with the guy the fake punt is directly going to. <laughs> Right.
2: There's, there's no way like even in, in like high school college, if you're calling something like that, like the coach is like, Hey, here's why like there, there, there's usually a cadence around like, all right, the place when you, if you see this, kill it, we're getting out of it. Like not even having that conversation is is right. crazy.
0: Todd Bowles is a mess. It, the, mess. The, the, and, and you know what? A lot of people were really high on Byron Leftwich in the coaching pool, I was, I was the whole time. I'm like, I don't like this guy. I'm sorry. I don't like, I don't, I don't like this guy. And I don't, I'm not going to trust the guy whose career has been built essentially on the greatest quarterback of all time. Like I, that, that just sc- screams fluke to me. And we, we
2: talk a lot of time about account, like you know, about like the, the team taking on the personality of their coach and, and like the, what the, how that's transformed the lines and stuff. And then you get, you know, Bernard, uh, Gio in, in the locker room, like not wanting to talk to reporters about it. It's kind of the opposite of what Jacoby Myers did. Uh, yeah. Jacoby said, nope, that's my fault. I tried to make a play. I was trying to be a hero. They said to get down. Like he's saying, you know, it's, it's on me. Geo completely combative. Like, you know, you guys don't want to talk to me all season. Now you want to talk to me. Oh, it's my fault. I messed up. I messed up. Like just like Marshawn lynching it. That lack of accountability comes from the top. Todd, Todd Bowles has been dodging questions for a month and a half.
1: Also Bowles, like will straight up just say stuff that's completely inaccurate. Um, right. So, so the lack of accountability. I mean, that's yeah. it. It comes from the top. But going back to the Byron Lefwich thing in the Bucks offense, like in the first half when they got to the they built this 17-point lead, um, they were doing a lot of things that they hadn't really done all year. They were running a lot of play action, they were running a lot of pre-snap motion. And when they started doing that, they looked like a good offense. And we've seen this in years past where they start once like they basically didn't do it the year that they won the Super Bowl. They basically didn't do either of those things up until uh the bye week. And then after the bye week, they put all of that in and went on the run, right? And win the Super Bowl. Um, so I don't understand what metrics they're looking at when something's working, why they're getting away from it, uh, especially in that game, and why they haven't, why it took them so long to go to that. Um, but then in the second half, they didn't run play action, they didn't run preset motion, and their offense basically collapsed. And then um, they just couldn't make any adjustments in terms of blocking wise. Like, I guess the Bengals started running stunts on them on the interior defensive line. And so they are pressuring Brady and Brady had one of his worst games probably ever. Um, but he's basically, ha- he's having an awful season. Like people oh. want to say, Oh, you know, he still looks good. He looks good on some throws. He still has the ability to throw the ball, but he is, does not have nearly the consistency that he normally plays with. And that's absolutely killing the bucks. Despite that, they're still somehow in first place in their division. Um, even though Tom Brady suffered his first ever loss, uh, Having been leading uh, by 17 points,
0: one of the rumors is that he got divorced with Giselle because they weren't having enough sex. Maybe he's having too much sex now. Bring it Maybe, down. I mean,
1: bring he, it down. He does a have bit. he does have a rumored super hot like supermodel um, IG whatever Slovakian girlfriend or something? So
0: she's Slovakian. Oh, of course she, she's international. Is she?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course.
0: <laughs> Brady's <laughs> got a type. Yes. <laughs> Yeah,
2: that's what, as soon as I saw it, I was
0: like, oh, well, I
2: mean, he's
0: got that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely got a models,
2: I mean.
0: Uh, all right, yeah. well, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's talk about this World Cup match real quick. We're, none of us are experts on this, but uh, let's give our, our, our five-cent takes. Um, I'm pumped. I really wanted Argentina to win this going into it. They were actually the team that I really wanted to. Uh, dude, their, their two strikers were De Maria and Messi. And I was just saying, like, we're a bunch of 35, 34-year-old dudes. <laughs> like, watching a 35-year-old and a 34-year-old play against 20-year-olds, it blows my mind. And for them to still be so good. I mean, I remember playing with Di Maria all the way back in college. That's how long yeah. that motherfucker's been playing with. And Messi has been on the Argentina national team since he's been, like, 15 years old. So these are I, guys uh... we've, like, grown up with and... uh I'm, I'm just, I'm thrilled. Messi is, uh, uh, some people don't like him. I think he's I think he's awesome.
1: And he's, he's just, uh, it was awesome to see. Was, he, and he was incredible. The other thing is, these are some of the hardest conditions that any World Cup has ever been played under, right? Um, being in Qatar, in a desert where it's ridiculous heat temperatures, even this time of year. Um, and these guys, like you said, they're 34, 35 years old, running around in the desert, um, uh, playing as many games as everyone else had to play. Uh, and come out victorious so i mean it it's an it's an incredible accomplishment and you know the the cap on his uh on his on his career there yeah i mean i
2: played a softball tournament saturday uh it's monday night i'm hurting and tuesday's not looking good either so i can only imagine (laughs) like being my age playing in a fucking world cup like it's
1: just yeah running around for for 120 minutes
2: yeah a stoppage time like yeah. it's 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 crazy
1: dude dude but uh,
0: you, the guy you just have to feel for for france is uh what is it is it in Mbappé? Mbappé, yeah, mbappe he'll
1: be okay he's only 23 yeah.
2: he'll he'll be back
1: i mean well, he also he also maybe. won he also won the he was on the team that won the world cup uh last yeah but, last time, but,
0: right? but to do a hat trick in the yes. world cup final and lose that is fu- that's brutal that's brutal boys yeah. that's brutal yep and in fairness, two of them were
1: penalty kicks, though, so you know he didn't he did necessarily draw the penalties. That, that, that second goal was an did, absolute fucking miss Oh, ab- yes, yeah, it was.
2: Like I just like, to, to hit that on a volley and get that much behind it and and not yeah. shoot that thing high. Like yeah. you, you, see that ball get rocketed in the stands
1: like eight times out of ten. Right, like, it was, it was, it was
0: ridiculous. Yeah. All
1: right, boys. So, I mean, one of the best World Cups ever, and uh, you know. Messi goes down as potentially one of the greatest ever or the greatest ever in in uh football. I don't watch I don't <laughs> watch soccer
0: frequently. I don't. you know, I'll I'll tune in yeah. every once in a while to um some English Premier League play. Uh but I watch the World Cup every time. And yeah. this is the best World Cup I I've, I've seen. It's not even close. For sure. Not even yep. close. No hands down. All right, boys. Let's move on to shower thoughts. These are the random thoughts that popped in your mind. Complete can be sports related. Cannot be. Uh, let's start. Let's start with you, Derek. What do you got?
2: Yeah. Uh, so I'm just hoping, and I was thinking about this earlier. Like, can, can the Rock just not be a thing anymore? Like, I'm I'm so ready for it. Seeing Black Adam flop is exciting. Uh Did you see I, it? I, I've, I've seen. What's that? Did you see it? I, I did see it, yeah. I, I mean, I watch everything. Is it every shitty? Movie. I have like that that past it's, it's it's boring. It's soulless. And the thing about like The Rock playing an antihero, he's so one dimensional. Yes. And it took his one dimension away. It's like he wasn't like charming and and, and quippy and stuff. He was like angry. And it's like that you you took the one thing The Rock can do and you took it away. Like I mean, I'm sure his next movie he's going to be in a you know neutral colored skin tight shirt in a jungle somewhere uh for the 13th time but I, I i like the i like him in the thing he does i'm done i'm done seeing him do it like you you want to see him branch out i don't think he has the capability necessarily but after like he's like forging box office numbers to pretend that black adam wasn't a flop and like leaking it to the press and it's like just
1: give it up dude is he going to start going the route where he starts just buying up the tickets himself
2: he could <laughs> i could see him doing that Can you or just believe- going like the the tom cruise self-funded route can you believe?
0: Just, can you believe Joe Rogan would say something so inflammatory like the Rock might be on broids? That's insane. Um, no, you mean you mean a fifty-year-old looks like that? Natural doesn't look like that naturally. What do you think about the direction DC's going in? Uh, it's, it, it's, it's it's it's. I think the, hiring James Gunn's Gunn. a good thing. Yeah, he's I tar- like James Gunn. He's tearing it all down. A lot, a lot of people are super butthurt about you know him killing off Henry Cavill. Um, Abel, yeah. Listen, he was the perfect Superman. He was the perfect casting and everything. But what this is, this is James Gunn putting a gun to the Snyder universe's head and saying, you're done, and just erasing yeah. it. There's no salvaging the Snyder universe. It just... There isn't.
2: There's too many poorly crossover executed. hangovers. It's it's too just jaded. And the one thing that I, I think DC has always been different than Marvel in is it's a little darker. It's a little grittier if you if you really get to the source material and I think James Gunn does like kind of dark and gritty, he still injects some dark humor. He's going to, as long as they like, him, let him make a couple R-rated movies, I think he's going to be able to write the ship over there. I really do.
0: Dude, listen, the, the Suicide Squad remake was fucking perfection. And yeah, the, the fact that there's already been a spinoff that's one of the best shows I've seen in the last you know couple of years. His Keeper is so fucking good. Dude. His Keeper is so good. And he's such a great character that whole, dude, the whole Suicide Squad movie, like, I was just so charmed by every minute of that movie, and it just, it made me, like, start to believe, like, holy shit, this guy literally comes into the DC universe, he actually grabs some characters from old movies, so it's like, he doesn't just completely destroy everything that's been done, you know, he he pulls Margot Robbie, who, let's face it, is the perfect Harley Quinn, like, there's, you can't cast a better Harley Quinn, Um, pulls even a few other characters from it, and just... Recreates the original Suicide Squad. Will Smith, maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It it was unwatchable. I'm not even sure if I even finished it. It was so fucking bad. But that that the new James that is that is what DC needs to do. They need to cut it out with. Quit trying to be like dark and brooding. It Doesn't work. You have to have yeah. an element of comedy, and and it's a comic book movie after all. Like if you try to yeah. take yourself too seriously, it, it's not going to work.
2: Yep. Yeah. Unless it's the R. Pat, uh, Batman. Yes. That can be, that can be moody and and brooding and Batman gets away with it though. Gotham is, is just that.
0: My theory about the, uh, the, the Rob Pat Batman is that literally they just wrote a really good detective movie and then just stuck Batman in it. (laughs)
2: yeah like yeah they're like oh let's make like a, a really gritty noir movie and then the detective is batman
0: no I'm, tell, I'm telling you i swear somebody approached with like a really good detective script and they're like what if this was just a batman movie okay right let's do it yep. <laughs> love it my shower thought is uh dude december claps my cheeks every single year um i i i do Typically, do, we'll, we'll do a few sober months, um, and it's all just to recover from the damage that I do in my body every December. Uh, dry January, there is no wetter month than December for me. It just gets out of hand. My birthday's in December. I know it's, it's, it's true for a lot of people, but I think about it every year, because I'm always like, I'm not going to let it do it to me this year. I'm not going to let it do it. This. It does it to me every fucking year. The cyclical nature of you know, starting a new in January, progressing towards goals and then everything just caving in on itself in December. And it's, it's like, please don't let it happen. And I was trying to think like, what is the source of this daylight savings? I'm, I'm, ser- I'm serious. Cause like, I I, I I think
2: it's, I think you, your first point you you've worn down and you know, you're gonna have to make New Year's resolution in a couple of weeks. And you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm at the tail end. I'm going to get right. The ship again in January. Like, let's just let it, you know, let it go. Yep. Uh, that for me personally, I really like stouts and, and like darker, heavier beers and being in Florida, December and January, like the only months I get to drink them. So like that is kind of a catalyst for me. I'm like, oh, I can order a Guinness and it's not like miserable outside. Uh, and then just like, I don't know, you're with family and like the only way I can tolerate my family is if I'm drunk. And there's <laughs> like, there's just so many different little factors.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely a combination of the holidays, but I also think that daylight savings time plays a, a weird role because it's fucking dark as hell at like five 30. So dude, yeah. my, my just urge, like if I got nothing going on at night, it's like six, six o'clock. Maybe there's a football game in like an hour. I'm probably popping a beer and it, it comes out of nowhere. And I never do that shit in like July. So it's right. It's just really weird. I I wonder if daylight savings time is going to have an effect on like people dying of like liver cirrhosis and stuff.
1: <laughs> well, we're almost done with that shit. We got uh, like what one more year of that, I know. and then. But but done. which one are they get ri- getting rid of? It, it's it, it it'll I, be dark darker later. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yep. It's it's, it's <laughs> so it's, we're not we're not falling back. It's the right place. Yeah.
0: F- fuck the people that wake up early, like like me. We are
1: like, we are going to spring ahead
0: though, right?
2: Come. That's just the normal time. There's no yep. there's no there's no back and forth, but just on that time. No, but
1: we're going to spring ahead first. Yes before we this yeah, will be yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the last then, time then it's change stopping forever, that. okay. I guess. All right. Yeah. All right, Newman shower <clears throat> thought. Yeah, so my my shower thought is can Kyle Shanahan make anyone a decent quarterback? Like yeah. I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure we could start like putting like Trent Williams back there at quarterback and just see what happens because we've seen how athletic he is, you know? Like he could definitely do it. Or um I mean, I would love to see some George Kittle back there. I don't know. Let's start Let's start mixing in some other people back there, uh, Kyle. I, 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 think I think that would in, be entertaining for the league.
0: I think he can make anyone a good quarterback except for the quarterback they went all in on, Trey Lance. Right.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, like the, the more that we see of like him being able to do it with anyone makes that trade worse and I mean, worse, worse and yeah. worse and worse. It's like, why? We've, we've, um, we beat this horse to absolute pulp. Yep, but it, yeah, I
0: think he could be successful with anyone but Trey Lance. I think Big Croc Brock might be the guy next year. Like I, it it might be an off season move to 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 move Trey Lance say to a really dumb team looking to make a splash. Like I don't know, the we'll Vikings. Just hope you can get
2: a second round pick for like him. The Saints, like the Saints. <laughs> the, the Saints, Saints would
0: probably it. do it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I dude Brock Purdy, almost has as many touchdowns as uh, Russell Wilson this year. <laughs> Yeah. Who saw that coming?
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, do you think he passes it before the end of the year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I do. Because Russell Wilson him might him not out, be playing right? for, yeah. a, for a couple more weeks. All right. Yeah, let's he does. Let's move on to the, the show closer, factor cap. So give some statements. You tell me if, if the statement is factor cap. Cap, I feel like I have to explain it every episode, but <laughs> the Zoomer term, it means bullshit. So Justin Fields will be in the MVP conversation next season.
1: Fact,
2: fact. I think they'll I think they'll draft well enough and get him enough weapons and or protection that he next year he makes the big jump.
0: Yep, yeah. he, he's going to be the Jalen Hurts darling. I mean, he he already is a fantasy darling. He's a top fantasy yep. quarterback right now. <clears throat> but uh, imagine if they actually get this guy an offensive line and some receivers. Holy shit. Yep. The Bears were doing everything this offseason, by the way, except for building around Justin Fields. And that shit pisses me off so much. Cause it was like the Bears, it was already a foregone conclusion that the Bears were moving on from Justin Fields. And how how ridiculous is that in hindsight? Like look at this guy. He's he's insane. Yeah. He's insane. All right, yeah,
1: I think I think they're also gonna have a bunch of cap space, so they're gonna be able to um, yes. to uh go out and sign some offensive linemen and stuff to, to Solidify that for him. Draft some wide receivers, some some more defensive talent. I mean, they got extra picks for, you know, they traded Robert Quinn and, and Roquan. Um, so yeah, they definitely, it's definitely a team that should take a little bit of a step forward next year.
2: It goes, it goes as far as everfluce lets them.
0: Yep, yep, yep. But dude, I don't know, man. everfluce they're 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 just they're kind of they're they're spicy. Uh, they have then, no talent. So can't I can't yeah. hold it against him exactly. like they have no talent. Right. Yeah. Jaguars are making the playoffs this year. Fact. Yeah,
2: I think the AFC South is I mean, well both Souths are bad enough. Uh they are the best team in the South's. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Tip, tip of the cap to uh Rashawn Jenkins too. He um he had an insane line uh yesterday. 18 tackles. He's a sec- He's plays in the secondary. 18 tackles, two picks including a game-winning pick 6. Um that's okay. that's just a dude hustling to the ball on every play and good things happening, especially on that pick 6 because it was like a deflected pass or like slipped out of the receiver's hands. Um and he just happened to be in the right place at the right time because he was hustling to the football. So, yeah. Oh yeah.
0: If Doug Peterson brings a, a Super Bowl to the to the Jacksonville, I I quit as a fan. If Jackson, if Jacksonville gets the Super Bowl for the Vikings, I'm done. I, I'll probably only watch for another forty years, and then I'm calling it quits. All right. I mean, <laughs> T Law, baby. Tom
1: T Law looks good, man. He's starting to play better. Trevor Lawrence looks incredible. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence looks. He doesn't just look decent. He's he looks fucking incredible. All right, Tom, Tom Zay Jones, who we made fun of in the off season, three touchdowns yesterday. So
0: yeah, it's. I, I still don't like the signing. It's. They're paying them. They're paying them just too much money. I don't know. You, I I think they could have done it that with a lot of guys. Is all I'm saying. Uh, Tom Brady will retire after this season. Cap, who's Man, he going to play for?
2: Me and Newman are like synced up here. I think uh, he plays Cap, for the Patriots you know. next year. Ooh, I could see that. I, I could see. Uh, yeah, I think if Bill leaves, there's a there's a better chance at it. Um.
1: There nope. is going last ride, last dance. There's
2: going to be a team dumb and or desperate enough to acquire the services mm-hmm. of one Thomas Patrick Edward Brady. Yep.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I could be think, like the
2: Saints. Like the Saints are on that radar for sure. Sean Payton and him. Like, remember they're supposed to rendezvous in Miami? Maybe they do it in New Orleans instead. Um yeah, I I, I can see
0: that. I think he literally divorced his wife, so he never has to retire. So,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 49ers will make the Super Bowl this year. This one's probably the hardest for me because I definitely think they're good enough to make the, the Super Bowl. I just feel like at some point the injuries are going to catch up to them because they just continue to have more and more injuries. So I'm going to say Cap.
2: I'm gonna say cap too. I just think you know when you when you're talking about Super Bowl winners at this point, like the, there's just there's the field. There's six other teams, um, and we'll see how significant this Jalen Hurts injury is. If it's not very significant, if he can play in two weeks, then I, I still like Philadelphia.
1: They also have one of the better backups
2: in the league. And in, like uh, you said, maybe the Vikings go on the Cinderella run. Yeah.
0: No, I I I, I I truly believe it's a three horse race in the NFC, and I think they're three really good horses I'm gonna say cap just because I don't think the Jalen Hurts injuries is 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 that bad and I do think that you know but all I'm gonna throw out is a what if what if the Eagles are about to do exactly what they did last year where Jalen Hurts gets dinged up and then they all of a sudden just don't look like a great team anymore telling you Jalen Hurts
1: This time last year
0: he got he got hurt and he was not the same and he looked absolutely atrocious
1: in the playoffs the thing, though, about the Eagles is I think that, one, um, they're on the brink of um, of clinching, right? So if they win one more game or if Dallas loses one more game, they clinch the division. Uh, in terms of the best record, I think they have a two-game lead plus the tiebreaker over um, Minnesota, right? Um, so, you know, they basically have to win one more game uh, in order to clinch, and they have... At worst case scenario, Gardner Minshew playing quarterback, which I don't think is all that bad. I think that they can I you forgot know, win he existed. Win two yeah, more I games. I still like Philly. Win two more games um and and solidify that bye. And then it's like, all right, cool, we got some extra time. Even if Gardner Minshew has to play, then that gives Jalen some time to get healthy. And um yep. that that's I'm, yeah. I'm
0: telling you, the Eagles are so good. If Gardner Minshew started week one on, they would have won eleven games this year. I truly believe that. Yeah. The Eagles are that good. That 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 that's my that was my only argument against Marcus with the Jalen Hurts MVP. I still got to I got I still got to give MVP this year to Mahomes, just because if you take away Mahomes from the Chiefs, what are the Chiefs? They're they're nothing. Their defense yeah. sucks, and they don't they don't really have mm-hmm. a lot of great weapons. Like they're they're nothing without Mahomes. The Eagles are still yeah. a great team without Hurts. That that's my only argument there. And and by the way, I do think Hurts is running away with the MVP at this at this point. Um. Yeah, the Eagles are one and done. <laughs> I think we already gave this up. the The Eagles right. are one and done in the playoffs <laughs> this year. Yeah,
1: I say I say cap. Yeah,
0: if and, Jalen Hurts is healthy.
1: That. I think they'll they'll be in the NFC Championship. Uh, the are also going to play the lowest the lowest remaining team. We're assuming that they get the bye, right? Um, then they'll play the lowest remaining team. So you're looking at probably, I mean. Probably, actually, it might be the Cowboys. So it might be one of their tougher games that they pop. I mean, we're guaranteed; play, it's gar- almost
2: guaranteed to be an SCE team at this point. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but we shall see. The Bills are too inconsistent to win the Super Bowl.
2: Fact, I think that's fact. a fact. Uh, especially yeah. with with uh, Josh Allen's elbow, and there's just something, and and I don't want to like be labeled like you know like a like a hater on this because I've done nothing but sing Josh Allen's praises to this point. But I just like with him, I just feel like there's something missing. Like he doesn't have that clutch can block everything out and just get, he doesn't have that Joe Burrow, that Tom Brady, that Patrick Mahomes. Like I can just tunnel vision and and just win a game. Like, I just feel like he's really mistake prone and and when it comes to clutch time and, and he's just doesn't set himself. He doesn't have that, that like that last killer instinct. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. He does. He 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 messes up in big situations. He he really does. Um, I do think he's. I, I I wouldn't say he was. He isn't clutch though. Um, I actually think he's so much of a, of a competitor that he gets at, uh, almost out of his mind sometimes, and then just makes the really dumb mistakes, like the you know holding the football. Yeah, I don't.
2: I don't think he has that, that calmness. Yeah, that, that kind of like you know the, 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 the California like you know Tom Brady the California cool thing that they've always said like Joe Burrow has that. Like nothing phases that guy. Like I do think Josh Allen gets a little too up and down. If that makes, I guess that makes more sense. I think he doesn't stay even keel enough.
1: I I say I agree with you on the cap, but I don't think that Josh Allen's the problem for this team. Um, I think losing Von Miller is a huge loss for them. Um, their defense has not necessarily played all that well this year. Look at some of the teams that they've lost to and played close games to. You know what I mean? Like the Jets played them close both times, including beating them once. Yeah. Um, and and the Jets are a very flawed football team. Like like as good as their defense is, you should be able to still shut down their offense and stuff like that. And they haven't necessarily been able to do that. Um, I think that the Chiefs are generally just better coached football team and they have Patrick Mahomes on the other side. And if you're going to, you know, I mean, so they have an advantage there. And then you look at a team like the Bengals who just for some reason, it seems like they are absolutely gelling and it's even, it's happening even earlier for them this year than it has in years prior.
2: So, no, I don't, I don't think Josh Allen's a problem for them. I think Josh Allen is the linchpin keeping it all together, and he mm-hmm. eventually stumbles, and the margin of error becomes too great. That team yeah. is is an albatross tross around his neck, and he's right. fucking Atlas shrugging the entire thing right now, and I think eventually he just drops it.
0: I also think it was just a really dumb mistake for them to not go after all the running backs that were available right at the trade trade deadline. Can you imagine the Bills with CMC? Holy <clears throat> fucking shit. Like, game over. The bills get cmc it's game over
2: or even uh the guy from the, the cardinals that was fucking free uh what's his face you know um, benjamin yeah you know benjamin like he's better than the running backs they have in that room right now yep like i think he's a better talent there, there's there's plenty of people out
0: there like i yeah it makes no sense to me and last Northern on the gordon f- with a fresh start like- la- la- last on the factor cap bill belichick is nearing the end
2: yes has to be He's he's just, he's too old. I think, and this is weird to say, but I kind of think the NFL's kind of past him. I I, I think he, this next man up, everybody has a role. Everybody's, you know, a cog in this bigger machine. I don't think it works anymore. In the NFL, I think you need to have the star power. I think you need to have, you know, the guys driving the ship uh, and New England just doesn't. And and you you get in the playoffs
1: and then they just look old because guess what? They're old. They are. So I pretty much agree with you that i think he is eyeing retirement but the one pushback i have and this is something you said to me previously uh a few years ago what the fuck else is that guy gonna do with his life no nothing (laughs)
2: nothing he's gonna like he's gonna be like awkwardly quietly sitting just like this weird pinkish blob on the back of a boat with bon jovi like just like hanging out in like i don't know some san tropez or something like that yeah. I he's I don't know what he's going to do. He maybe he's going to like give three word sound clips on Fox Sports or something like that. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, the reason I think that he he is pushing towards retirement is because um he's very much so a guy who is cares about history, uh the history of football. Like that's the stuff that he nerds out about the most. And that being the case, just not wanting to tarnish his legacy, I think to this point um could very much so be the the deciding factor that pushed them over the edge. And, and, and
0: oh wow, he's there. seventy. I actually didn't know he was that old. Holy shit! Yeah, no, he's he's
2: yeah. That's why I'm like he just like literally doesn't have much time left.
0: Yeah, and his man
2: boobs. He's not the figure of health. He he, he struggles. <laughs> he he strikes me as somebody with a lot of stress too. Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: his man boobs groweth every day. They get they they get juicier and juicier every single year. Yeah, they're supple as fuck. They are. They're beautiful. <laughs> All right,
1: boys. Any closing thoughts? Ready for some uh, some college football uh, signing day here this week. Oh yeah, man.
0: I think we got a team next year in FSU. Derek, yes, anything? Sir. Uh I'm just
2: like frantically just watching and refreshing this fantasy score to make sure Green Bay doesn't somehow score you know, fifteen points or whatever they need. <laughs>
1: Hey, if you're Tom Brady's girlfriend and you are listening to this, feel free to join the pod sometime. Yeah, yeah,
0: (laughs) just DM us and and you're welcome on anytime. She's definitely listening. The the odds that she's not listening, very low. (laughs) Very low. All right, boys, have a good night.